Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rated E for everyone. 10 and up. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, the show that puts your real-life stories into the spotlight. It's episode one, or, yeah, one, four, 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 one, brought to you the week of July 20th, 2023. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey, uh, I'm John, and uh, I almost forgot how to do this. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. It's been a minute. Oh, I'm supposed to... Something, uh, something, something witty, aren't I? Yeah, if you can. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm dad joked out. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. All right. Um, how about this one? <laughs> Who I came prepared to I used to be addicted to salt. No, soap. <laughs> I used to be addicted to soap, but now I'm clean. How about that? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's a good one. Congratulations, oh, that, I, I guess. That was the wrong one. But anyway. Are in order. Yeah. So pe- people <laughs> are telling clean. the end of the world jokes like there's no tomorrow. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know. All right. We always start with an like opening it. story. This is called Demon Dodger. He says uh, it's from Jacob. Jacob Crum in Taylorsville, Utah, during during college, he says, my buddy and I moved to an apartment complex that had shared rooms. Uh, when my buddy fell asleep and started breathing loud that first night, I had to stop him since I have a hard time sleeping oh with any kind of noise. Not wanting to get out of bed and roll him over, I decided to make him move by shaking the small shelves between our beds. <laughs> I thought that maybe a little bit of noise... You know, would help. To to my surprise, yeah. he did stop snoring. Soon, however, he started snoring again. So I shook the shelves again, and sure enough, he stopped. And finally, I fell asleep. The next morning, I found out that he had not been asleep the whole time, as I had supposed. The loud breathing was just part of his relaxing in bed, as he lay <laughs> as he lay there, and the shelves started shaking. He thought our apartment was haunted. Oh. Terrified, he started praying to God that the demons would leave our room. <laughs> he was definitely relieved and annoyed to find out that it had been me the whole time, Jacob Crump. So there you go. Oh man, he could have he could have totally got you know some priests involved and got a whole exorcism going. Yeah, yeah. Turns out people pay good money for that. Sleep in haunted <laughs> dorm rooms and stuff. It reminds me of a good job, Jacob. In the in the youth uh, ministries that I was involved in, there were all these guys, and they were sleeping up in a chapel in the um, the upstairs. What do they call that? The 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 yeah, the, vom- the attic. The the vomitorium. Uh, vomitorium. Yeah, look it up. Um, anyway, they were sleeping up there where the extra seats are, and. This one kid comes in and he start he goes to the altar and it's dark in there and he he just sees a chapel and he starts praying. And they're like, Taylor. And he's like, he stops praying and they say his name again. Taylor. <laughs> it's echoing through the chapel. <laughs> we, we've come for you, Taylor. Taylor scream, <laughs> screams, but doesn't scream like a girl or scream like a man. He screams out. You've been hounding me my entire life. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) So they felt really bad because apparently this kid had been tortured his whole life mentally, you know, and and finally they made him think he was hearing them. So 
He he was ready to fight though. He wasn't oh, he man. wasn't gonna take it laying down like Jacob Crump's uh friend did. Uh you know. He was gonna take him on. He was. He was gonna fly I, around. I learned a word today, James. Yeah, what is vomitorium? vomitorium. It's it's a vomitorium is a passage situated below or behind a tier of seats in an amphitheater or a stadium through which big crowds can exit rapidly at the end of an event. They can also be pathways for actors to enter and leave the stage. There you go. Thank you, wikipedia.com. <laughs> vomitorium. I know. It's I thought, weird. I, thought, I was thinking, I'm going to throw, I thought you made that word up. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Oh, man. That's, we got a new uh, name meme for our show we got narthex and vomitorium vomitorium all all weird names for parts of a church that you never knew existed mm. uh it's time for us to rewind the week as you know uh the rewind the weekly rewind is where we rewind uh and and tell you something from the last uh week or so but since we haven't been on for three freaking months we could, we could pick whatever we want. So, yeah, this happened in the last week or so. Or so. Um, I don't remember if I've told this one or not, so I'm just going to say it. And if you remember it, I've got a backup. Okay? Okay. All right, I so can pretend like it's new. I, I, I have Google Photos on my phone, and uh, it has a habit of sending me notifications to click on and see uh, you know, little, little, uh, albums that it's put together with its AI self, you know, and yes. it's often, uh, pictures of my children throughout the years growing up. And I, I find them quite enjoyable. And I also find it a little amazing and a little scary that it can take my son's face from birth all the way to today <laughs> and recognize him even in the background of a photo, you know, just like this little head yeah. stuck out. And, and it's like, cause he's changed so much. If you, if I showed you two pictures, you wouldn't know, you know, that it was the, the baby version of this kid today. But uh, anyway, it's usually pretty good at it, but I was scrolling through a James uh, filtered, uh, uh, you know, album. Right. And, and it was all these baby pictures and he was, he was so chubby when he's little. That's that's what I guess Aww. is so crazy. He had these big Cute puffy cheeks and and his you know his eyes were real squinty and and now he's all long and thin and stuff like that. But I was scrolling through these yeah. baby chubby pictures and all of a sudden, poof, a stack of marshmallows that I took a picture of appeared <laughs> in the timeline there. <laughs> so huh. Google's smart, but ain't that smart? But well, somehow it confused. My chubby son for a pile of marshmallows. Oh, I know. I see what it did was is it, it took the two memories and merged them together because those were marshmallows. That was your child's first marshmallows. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. That's what it must have been. No, yeah. I, I think my son's so chubby that, that, that they <laughs> chubby were like, bunny. he belongs in, in this, this thing of marshmallows belongs with James. So yeah, that's, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Looks like marshmallows. Sweet like marshmallows. Aw. Aw. He's he's fifteen now. Whoa. Yeah. Fifteen. He wants to play Grand Theft Auto. He's not old enough. Oh, you gonna make him wait till he's eighteen? Yes, sir. Oh man. So okay, this this can be my weekly update because this is actually happening tonight. Okay. Um my son, who is an eighteen year old young man, mm -hmm. he graduated and all that stuff, all that everything um he he he's been dying to see this movie and i'm like i'm like okay he wants to see oppenheimer okay which is it's an adult rated movie i think i believe it's rated r right uh it's a christopher nolan film i don't know much about it i probably should have reviewed it first but he's like dad i want to um i, I want to see Oppenheimer. he's been telling me this for months it seems i want to see oppenheimer and i'm like why why do you want to see Oppenheimer? And he's like, cause it's Christopher Nolan. He doesn't sound like that when he talks, but that's my <laughs> version of him. Yeah. It's Christopher Nolan. And I'm like, well, that's great. Yeah. He makes some good movies. Uh, um, Interstellar was amazing. And, uh, this Batman, didn't he do a few Batman movies? Sure. Ones with Christian Bale. 
I think. I don't know. Anyways, great. But anyways, he asked if he can see this, and it's rated R. And my, my the dad in me said, "Heck no! You're you're <laughs> not you're not old enough to see right, that yet." Right. But then my grown up brain says, "He's 18 years old. He can he exactly. can move out if he wants. Yeah, He's done with school." And so I said, "All right, man, have fun. Reserve your ticket. Go get your seat and go watch Oppenheimer." So it's one of those. It's not a funny weekly update. No, <laughs> it's one of those. Apparently, I'm uh, going I, through this phase of life. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. I my daughter's 18, and uh, having to let her go and let her do stuff, you know, and and yeah, it's it's a weird time. It's a weird time, but. It's funny because it, it still keeps you up when they're out. And yeah. my, my wife has decided there's no difference between them when they're one and when they're 18. Because both of them at those different ages ruin your sleep just for different <laughs> different <laughs> ways right. that they do it. One of them, you know, keeps you up all night because they're crying. The other one keeps you up all night because they're not home yet, you know. Because they're quiet. Yeah. They <laughs> keep you up because it's too quiet. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, I'll have to let you know how Oppenheimer goes. Yeah. I actually want to see it. Uh, it's supposed to be three and a half hours long, dude. Three and a half. Yeah. I thought he told me it was three. Exactly. I, oh, I'm, I don't know. I, what I'm, do I know? Probably. I don't know. He, I, I guess, you know, I've got my find my on my phone so I can tell where he's at. So if he's not at the movie theater, then I'll uh, be bust him a call. Bust. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing over there in the middle of nowhere, dude? Yeah, you got to keep an eye on them. I'm I'm ready yeah, for yeah. my daughter to go to college, though, because I'm ready for my wife to quit worrying as much. She's uh. even said it. She's like, why am I so worried? When she's in college, I, I won't worry. You know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you'll find a way. You'll find a way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is she eating enough? Is she, is, she, is, she, is she going to bed on time? Yeah. Does she have friends? <laughs> Are they treating her nice? It, yeah. it, it's, it's weird. Anyway, we got some listener emails. Uh, Mitch uh, says, I'm, I'm sitting here watching Q! Exclamation point. It's a British Q. show about facts I for see. nerds who enjoy comedy. And on season 14, episode one, around 19 minutes in, they mentioned the word Belfie. <laughs> and, and how it is, in fact, a butt selfie. Apparently, the word became famous from Kim Kardashian back in 2012. He says, I'm not sure oh. when you started talking about it, but I felt the need to share. Thanks for the awesome show. Keep it up. I listen to you guys. When I go down to the specialist for doctor's appointments, it helps me not lose my mind in traffic. Mitch. Well, I did the homework and found out the first time we ever mentioned a Belfie was in episode 208, which happened in 2014. Oh, so though I had never heard it coined before that, and we did make it up as far as we knew, uh, leave it to Kim Belfie. Kardashian to beat us to the punch on a Belfie. Well, I <laughs> probably have a joke somewhere, but I won't say it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how Kim would get the camera far enough away from herself to take a picture of all that that she's got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah besides they're not all they're cracked up to be right right <laughs> you get it because yeah but crack right okay. right i got gotcha. you no no it's fine it's fine hey quick announcement um we do have that story show hats uh they are brand new and available for a limited time only you can get yours at etsy.com slash nlcast get them while they last we would love for you to be wearing a hat it is uh 100 cotton twill uh you know, it's a dad cap, low profile. It's nice. I have mine on right now, and uh, it looks good. It would be, it would be good. Um, uh, we do have a featured story, so let's listen to that. Let me tell y'all a story. story. All right, so this is actually uh, something new we're trying called interactive stories. First one is with Stephen Forster. It is where uh, we get on a call and he tells me the story and uh, we have a little bit of fun. So it's pre-recorded. I hope you enjoy it. Here it goes. How you doing, cool. folks? This is James and uh, we're doing our first interactive story with Stephen Forrester. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Hey, thanks for having me back, James. Great to be here. And no problem. No problem. So you've got a story for us, eh? Yes, I do, sir. Yes. This took place... Uh, 
last year, I guess. My son, uh, who is now six years old, he was four on his way to turning five. And he was potty trained, but at the time he was still struggling a little bit sometimes with wiping himself. Oh, right. so, yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the perfect setup right there. I remember so, when, when Jenna was at that age and, and there would be this, wipe me, and then you wouldn't go, you know? <laughs> and then eventually the screams would come, wipe me! <laughs> wipe me! <laughs> yeah, so. For sure. So my, so my four-year-old son at the time... Um, for those who don't know, I travel and sing gospel music, and I preach in a lot of different churches all over the country. And I was down in Florida for a few weeks singing. My family was down there. My wife was back at the RV with our baby, and I brought my four-year-old to this this uh, church service. Real small church. Uh, they like rented a storefront that had been abandoned, mm-hmm. and uh, there's only just a handful of people there. My son's sitting in the front row, just eating snacks, enjoying himself while I'm singing. He was perfect absolutely perfectly behaved. Yeah, good little kid. it's great that you've got a kid that'll do that that's rare so yeah for that's sure. off to you and so we get almost done it's down to like the second or third song from the end and all the funny stuff i do had disappeared we're getting serious <laughs> it's getting spiritual you know yeah and then he finished his snack and he just stands up and walks to the back of this tiny little storefront church to go to the bathroom and oh, i thought boy. I thought, okay, well, he's probably fine. You know, n- not a big deal, right? I hear so the, like, the I hear the yeah. doom music starting to play in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it switches from like the the invitational organ music to the doom music. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm up there, like I'm like giving a testimony, right? Like it's serious business at this point, getting all spiritual. Yeah. And he went he went to go to the bathroom, and I'm like, he'll, he'll be fine, not a big deal. And I'm I'm giving this testimony. I was going to sing a song and then do like one more, and in this tiny, tiny little storefront church, there's like eight people there. Mm. The, the bathroom mm. is real close. And at the top of his lungs, he starts screaming, can somebody please help me? I need some help. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he's so he's I, not even real picky. He's just like anybody, just somebody, yeah. not well, dad, just, you know. I saw. Right. Well, then, well, then imagine me. I'm up here at the front. I'm sitting at a keyboard giving a testimony about to sing a song. And I kind of froze for a second. I've been doing this for 15 years, and I've never had that problem before. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, do I just abandon the show to go wipe my kid's rear end? Or I don't want some stranger wiping him. But no, no. And fortunately, the pastor's wife saved me. She she stood up. She's like, would you like us to take the love offering right about now? Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, yes, thank you, thank you. So they took the love offering, and someone else got up and sang a song or two while I went back and dealt with my kid. But that was that was so funny. I wound up texting that to all of my brothers and my parents and everybody that night. It was just <laughs> that was that really that really was a love offering. Maybe the first one ever given. You know, to just everybody was helping you out. You know, let's 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 pass the let's pass the plate really slowly to allow for him to get completely caught up on all his dad duties back there. That's great. Duties. For sure. It's it's uh, now when people like if I'm doing an interview or something on the radio or someone asks me for a funny road story. That's my first go to one. Now is the time my four year old interrupted the service with Can please help me. Yeah. Yeah. Bless his heart. Because he, he knew dad was busy. So he just he didn't call out for daddy. Daddy's busy. Daddy's doing Jesus stuff. So. You know, I got right. to call out for somebody else and, and kids don't know <laughs> the elders of the church, know, right. you know, <laughs> for sure. Light oh, well, hands great. on him. Take that care of that. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Right. All there. right. Well, before you go, tell us where we can find you online. Yes. So, uh, as I said, I sing gospel music, play a bunch of instruments. Uh, you can find me at uh, Forrester Ministries dot com. Forrester Ministries dot com is the website. You can find me on Facebook, Stephen Forrester Ministries. Uh, there's some videos of me on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Stephen Forrester Ministries. So it's pretty, pretty universal. And, all the way and they can find your music on all the music sites as well. All the music, all the music streaming services, iTunes, Apple music, Spotify, um, Napster, Pandora, <laughs> uh, YouTube music, all the, all the streaming services. If you use it, it's probably there. All right. All right. Well, thank you for coming on today. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It was a pleasure. All right. Talk to you soon. All right, and so that that was our first ever interactive story. What'd you think of that? Cool, I like it. Yeah, I like it, and and I think that really kind of um, 
it kind of frees up the opportunity for featured story. I mean, it's interactive stories, but featured stories because uh, now you can go out and grab them anytime you want. Exactly. So if you're interested in doing an interactive story, I don't have a page on the website set up yet. We're still kind of in the beta, but if you're interested, email me at james nlcast.com and I'll show you where you can sign up for a time slot. Listener stories. But first, a word from our sponsors. All right, it's time for the middle school drama of the week. Um, uh, um, Dang it. Uh, move out of the way, stupid. This one's called A New Sensation by Jaden Cranston uh, Sutton, St. James Spalding, UK. Cool. All the way from across. I'm not going to say the pond because that's cliche, but all the way from across the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I, I think the pond's no cool. I, I watched this guy on YouTube who's British. He's been in America 15 years and he does uh, his whole show is, is called across the pond. And he talks about differences between the U S and, uh, and the UK. It's pretty cool. So anyway, is that right? Free, free does he promotion. ever bring up the revolutionary war and nobody and, did uh, talk about 4th of July <laughs> and how British people handle it. Yeah. So, Oh really? Yeah. I'll have to, it was interesting. I'll have to listen to that sometime. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it was a normal school day and it was all fine until the end of the day. Cause mm. at the end, Miss Laud, our side teacher, I don't know what a, a side teacher is. Side teacher. <laughs> well, I got a teacher on the side I know. just in case I don't learn enough. I love, I love Miss Belfy, but <laughs> on the, <laughs> I, I see Miss Laud for math on the side. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Miss Laud, our side teacher, whatever the heck that is, came in and said, Oi, what's going on in here? <laughs> That's the best Oi. English accent ever. Uh, you better not be having fun in here. So she's joking around. As she walked in, she grabbed something. I don't remember what. And as she was walking out, I said, Oh, no, there goes the witch. No. Yeah. I, I don't know why Jaden said that. Um, middle schoolers sometimes say stupid things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So she whipped around. She made a shocked face and gasped and everybody laughed and clapped and cheered at the moment. So I, I don't, I don't, maybe it's a cultural difference, but in my country, everybody would have like sucked in air. It would have it would have pulled somebody in from the hall into the classroom. There'd be such an in draft. <laughs> so anyway, he says, I felt alive. <laughs> I felt alive for the first time ever. <laughs> Here I am. Sin Sin kind of does that though, doesn't it? At first. It it makes you feel alive when you eat that cookie. It's great. Until you get caught. Well, anyway, then she told me that if I said that to anyone else, I'd be in great trouble and tribulation and whoopings and spankings and everything. Moral of the story, don't call your side teacher a witch for attention. There is no moral because you didn't get in trouble, Jaden. Well, maybe he got in English trouble, you know? That's that's a little bit different. Yeah. Because I like her saying, don't you ever say that to anybody else ever. Uh, it could have been like, that could have been like the most, uh, you know, whereas over here in America, they lock you up and, and, and maybe, tell you, kick you out of school for a week. And maybe they expect it from their kids. Maybe their kids are just a different level of bad, you know, like that's normal <laughs> for them. I'll, I'll, t- I'll give you an example. When I was in Ireland, I was doing middle school ministry and there was this one kid, there were two twins and one of them was being great. And the other one was being just a punk. He was just being bad, like talking when he wasn't supposed to, not sitting in his chair. And um, when it was over, I told him, walk me to your parents, because we were at this holiday park. I said, walk me to your mom, and we're going to have a talk with her. Well, we uh, we get about halfway there, and dude just takes off. He just runs away. And the other twin, though, comes up and says, he's a moron. You know, I'll take you... (laughs) to my mom and and so we did it i was like uh ma'am i'm sorry to bother you but lawrence here and she's was he being an idiot (laughs) being an idiot and i said that was irish Irish, right no she was english she was english she was english yeah so (laughs) 
it kind of made me step back a step on the steps because I was like, I didn't, that, wow. And I'm like, can we say idiot here? And, I like and that. And then I'm like, do I agree with her? Or I said, well, he just wasn't behaving. And I think maybe the youth group would be better for him than the middle school service. And she's like, oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of him, you know? But yeah, yeah. I was, you see, being an idiot, and I'm like, wow, being an idiot. So maybe they expect idiocy from their children over there. I don't know. Somebody, I don't know. Somebody can let us know. <laughs> yes, please. Maybe Jaden can let us know. Yeah, but he didn't get away with it's, it. I don't know. He didn't get away with it. You know, it's just it's different in America because in America, children never make mistakes. If you go to the parent and try to tell them. You know, they're like, right. oh, well, I'm sure it was just because the service was boring. You must not have been. Yeah. His, his his level is just about five times smarter than everyone else. I mean, don't you know we're in America where all white children are geniuses? You know. That's right. And uh, so, you know, maybe. You maybe the helicopter blades going as they're, <laughs> they're talking about their kids. Maybe they're just a little more honest about their children over there. I don't know. Well, anyway, you got yeah. a story for us. I do, I do. It's uh, this is about marriage, James. This is about misunderstood marriage. Oh, and um, before I get into it, though, I I just want to point out, we have like sixteen plus people in the in the in the show with us live right now, and it's just so awesome to see all of you. So thank you for joining us. I won't read their names because I'll take for yeah, yeah. But I will read the story. Thank you guys for being here. If you want to join us live uh, every Thursday at five p.m. Central on our Discord server. You can find out at all 60, about that yeah. at nlcast.com. So. Yeah. But this is uh, Misunderstood Marriage comes to us from Jody B. in Beaver Creek. We all think that our grandkids say funny things. I don't know because I don't have any myself. Uh, that's me saying that, John. Um, uh, but, but Jody says, sometimes my grandson will say things that he knows will make us laugh. Well, this time I don't think he was trying to be funny. Our daughter, who is also his mom, was showing him some pictures of our daughter's wedding day of her wedding day at the time our grandson was about six months old so he was the adorable little ring bearer oh i I don't know if i could let a six month old be a ring bearer they don't actually hold the real ring though yeah okay good good point good point well uh they were all looking at the beautiful pictures of the wedding when they came across a picture of my husband whom our grandkids call grumpa grumpa kind of a scary name grumpa isn't that if you don't go to like bed a, the grumpa will get you <laughs> grumpa will get you. <laughs> the grumpa waits outside for your soul i want to see grandma but grumpa scares the crap out of me mom <laughs> <laughs> no offense grumpa <laughs> no offense uh so um the, the picture is of grandpa walking the daughter down the aisle with tears streaming down our soon to be married daughter's face. And our grandson asked why she was crying. And she told him she was crying happy tears. And sometimes people cry at weddings because they're so happy. So without missing a beat, he asked with a very confused and slightly elevated tone of voice. So she married grandpa. <laughs> His mom laughed. But he was not laughing, so she quickly explained their tradition to him and and felt uh, a lot better after that. I absolutely love, love, love your podcast. Both of you make me laugh every time. I do want to say, though, that part of the reason I started listening to your podcast many years ago, when it was called Nobody's Listening, honestly, it was the name that made me start listening to it because, you know, we were telling people not to listen and that's reverse psychology, apparently. But uh, Jody says, "I, I, I also like that story show. Also, it was a clean comedy podcast, which was very hard to find, and I was immediately hooked. So thank you, Jody B. from Beaver Creek. Yeah. Beaver Creek. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for straightening out your son, because, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Grandpa is my father. Oh, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> He's so terrible. I hate him. Um, yeah. Jody, don't tell your husband what we said about Grandpa. That, uh, we might hurt his feelings. <laughs> Well, there's there's one letter between grump and grumpa. Grump, yeah, grumpa. How do you how do you earn a name like that? I don't know. That's that's great. I, I we, Amy and I were talking the other day about what, um, you know, hopefully our one day if we have grandkids, what they'll call us. Yeah, and uh, and you know, she's like, oh, there's so many good names for for 
for grandpas, you know, your papa, pops, gramps, poppy, all these things. Yeah. I, I, I'll have to tell her about grandpa. But she <laughs> says, like, for, for grandmas, there's nothing. You got Mimi and grandma. Nana. So, Nana. Yeah. Nana, yeah. She, didn't, Nanny, she doesn't seem to like Nona. any of those. Um, yeah. You, uh, we called I'll, ours Ginga. To, Ginga. Was that because her nope. name was... No, it's because whenever I, there's actually an audio recording of me on a tape when I was a baby and they would say, say grandma. And I'd say Ginga. And so the kids all picked it up and it became the thing we Uh, called grandma. So so you started that. So Jody B's from Beaver Creek. Uh, where's that at? I wonder in Louisiana, maybe Arkansas, uh, Alabama, Beaver Creek, Alabama, where, you know, maybe something like that that kind of confusion on whether you're marrying your dad or not is uh oh, come more, on. more commonplace. <laughs> he was six. He was just a kid. He didn't know. Yeah. But like I said, I don't, I don't know the culture of, of this state, you know, I don't know. I was listening to a comedian the other day and he was like, I'm, I'm from Georgia. He says, uh, I've never been in love with my cousin, but I know someone <laughs> who is, <laughs> he said he actually asked me about it he's like do you think i have a chance no no you don't well we have so much in common yeah uncles (laughs) (laughs) man Uh, i did did i'm sure i told this story but long time so i am in georgia also uh shocker and um when i was new to being a pastor um i got a call I wasn't the pastor pastor. I was actually the kid's pastor. So this was about 10 years ago. And a lady called the church and she wanted to talk to a pastor. And none of the pastors were in, just me, mm. the kid's pastor. And, and so the receptionist sent her through and, and um, she, she you know, told me about herself. She says, I'm getting married soon. And she said, well, um, the man I'm marrying is, my, is, is related to me. Oh, no. And at first I was like, oh, uh, I mean, I don't think I said that. And, and she's like, it's like a distant cousin or something like that. But she, she wanted to know if it was okay, according to a, a Christian or a pastor, for, for her to marry a, a distant relative. It's mm. <laughs> like, well, um, distant in the Bible, we Abraham about. and Sarah were kind of related somehow. <laughs> but, uh, I mean... If I don't know, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a children's pastor. Bye, click. <laughs> Just um, by the way, you're talking to Leroy James over at uh, First United Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Yeah. Um, bye. Yeah, I'd just say, uh, you know, it's not my monkey, not my circus. Sure, marry him, marry the freak. Yeah, you know, y'all have some freak babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Georgia. I, I don't Georgia. I, I don't accept it, but I understand it, you know, so go for it. Distant cousin. How do you have a distant cousin? I don't know, like maybe like twice or three times removed or something. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but then it wasn't like it was her in, brother. So just like if you're going to your family reunion to pick up chicks, you know, that's just <laughs> <laughs> to find a husband. Maybe the Lord will bless me. I just no no no. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, this is called Shameful Smooch from Montag and Berryville. Uh, so a bit of background. Oh. In 2010, my wife and I had just gotten married. And as newlyweds, I was in the habit of constantly giving my wife a hug and then a kiss. So, you know, a habit. So one night Good after habit. work, my sister invited us over for her birthday, but my wife was sick. So I went straight to my sister's house from work. And when I walked in, my sister greeted me with a hug. And then I went in for the kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I was in millimeters, within millimeters, (laughs) millimeters of kissing my sister. (laughs) No. On the mouth. Thank the Lord above. I stopped before that happened. My sister Uh. jerked her face back. She turned bright red. <laughs> she proceeded to punch me in the shoulder. <laughs> Her husband hit me with a baseball bat. No. Uh, anyway, thanks for all the great laughs y'all produce. And thanks to the Lord for his constant protection over me and my family. <laughs> yes. And amen. 
<laughs> I mean, Montag is Montag, in the chat room. Montag's like, I need to call a pastor and ask about this. <laughs> <laughs> there was no actual connection made with the lips. But <laughs> I mean, I, Montag, I feel- this is post COVID, buddy. You ought to have better sense. <laughs> if if oh, this was back in 2010, so oh was, okay, never mind. Okay. Yeah, okay, then it's fine. Yeah. Go ahead, sister. That her. changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy Lou said he's from he's from Arkansas. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe things are different there. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, the Bible does say greet each other with a holy kiss. Oh, I I. Uh, I don't judge, you know, I just think you're gross. That's all. <laughs> if you can handle that, then we're going to get along fine. All right, John, I'm, your turn. Okay. <laughs> this uh, story comes to us from Azzy Fletcher and in, in Unumclaw, Washington. Unumclaw? Unumclaw. In, in Unumclaw. It's more like a sound than it is a word. So. Yeah. yeah. Unumclaw. But, I mean, the first name, Azzy, is pretty awesome. So, uh, this is uh, Suri Serration. Serration. Suri Serration. Suri. Suri don't. I don't know if I'm going to want this. Anything with the word serration in it can't be good. All right. So, this story happened in 2019 when I was eight. So, I was with my family at the Tacoma waterfront to do something fun, quote-unquote fun, as a family. We decided to ride a Surrey. Sounds like an English uh, bicycle or something. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't know what a Surrey is, it's kind of a four-wheeled bicycle that four people can pedal at the same time and uh, one person drives. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds like an accident waiting to happen. It's definitely a tourist okay. thing. That's for darn sure. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen one of those. Yeah. A four-person bicycle that one person drives. In, in St. Louis, I've seen a, a a bar that actually does that, where there's like tw- yeah. 12 people around and one person yeah, is pedaling. Kind of, and, but they're facing each other, right? Yeah, yeah. And they kind of have pedals where they can kind of keep yeah, things and going. They're, and they're, they're way too happy, making way too much noise. Yeah, it. I I live right next to the part of town that's like the party part of town, so uh, I get to see. You need to bits. You need to capitalize on that and, and get get a Surrey and rent them out. <laughs> <laughs> I should. All right. So uh, the best way to describe this is if a carriage and a bicycle had a baby. Okay, well that makes sense now. Okay, a carriage and a bicycle. I'm, I'm had done a baby. with this. We've got sister kissing. We've got cousins getting married. <laughs> We've got babies being born between Surrey's and scooters and whatever have you. Grandpa's marrying their, their daughters. We can't grandpa's. We can't call this a clean show if we keep putting this kind of stuff in our show. That's all I know. <laughs> Come on, guys. We'll, we'll make a way around it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as he says, anyways, I, I was getting a little bored, so I wanted to pedal for a bit. So I, I scooted over to the pedaling station and tried to pedal, but I quickly realized that I was too short. So I decided to stand on the pedal. Everything was going smoothly for about 10 seconds. Mm. Then my foot slipped off the pedal and into the chain. Ah! Oh, the chain quickly tore through my foot. No, I'm just kidding. The <laughs> underside of my flip-flop and my big toe oh. got sliced oh, right down the middle, <laughs> all the way to the bone. There you go. <laughs> Why? Put this in here, James. <laughs> okay, give me just a second. I just need to – I got a little uh, blood going to my head. Yeah, a little chainsaw gotta... action going on on the bike there, you know? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to go that way. I thought it was just, oh, my foot got stuck in the chain. Yay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but like I said, serration, you can't put that in there. And, uh, okay, all the way to the bone is where it went. The worst part was that everyone was still pedaling with my toe cut in the chain. <laughs> I screamed at the top of my lungs and ripped my toe out of the chain. Then hey. <laughs> a pool of blood started to form, so my mom carried me all the way to urgent care with blood in her hands. Yes, that's, that's mother's. <sighs> the people at urgent care banished my toe and I still have a scar to this day. <laughs> I hope this makes it on the show. <laughs> yes. 
I found a f- piece of flip flop in my toe a year later. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Some people call it a scar. Other people call it two separate big toes. Now I don't you know. <laughs> I don't know. Azzy, why Azzy? Oh, I found a piece okay. of flip flop. And see, I believe that because my mom. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. she, my sister was driving. It was a sudden stop. She couldn't help it. Somebody pulled out in front of her. My mother was the only one in the car not wearing her seatbelt because she does. She's too good for seatbelts, dadgummit. Oh. She, she was born before seatbelts were mandatory. But her head went into the windshield and made a, a dent in the wind, windshield, like a head-shaped dent. And there was yeah. hair stuck in the cracks oh. and stuff. Oh. And her head got all bloody and this, that, and the other. Well, fast forward a good five years, and she's at my house visiting her grandchildren and she's kind of scratching at her forehead <laughs> and she goes, Oh, and she looks at what she's got pinched in her fingers. And she's like, look at this, a piece of glass. It must've been huh? from that accident with Amy. Oh my goodness. All those years ago. So her skin had grown <laughs> and purged itself of this piece of yeah. glass that was embedded in her head. So you know what that yeah. says to me is that my mom didn't seek medical attention when she got the ac- in the accident. She just put a freaking bandage over it because it's uh, free and went on about her business. Ugh. Well, and her skin encapsulated I'll, I'll say, a piece of piece of glass. I, when I was in that accident, I got like my arm went through the window and I got glass in it. And, and the doctors did look, you know, to make sure all the glass had come out. And some of it was still in there even after they sewed it up. Oh. Um, and so some little tiny pieces came out, you know, kind of in the scabs. But here's what's what's crazy. I actually still have a piece of, of glass in my arm. You no. can kind of see it right there. No, cut it out, yeah, man. That's a, cut it out. I, well, I don't I'm, it's it's been there for so long. I feel like it's in part of me. <laughs> I don't know how to I mean, I, you'll have to go to a surgeon. I didn't know you were a cut. freaking cyborg. I would have never had you on the show. <laughs> it was it's it's just glass no this is the beginning this is how it starts it's just glass it's just a microchip it's just wires going from my head to my (laughs) knee yeah it's just a little bit of a memory upgrade yeah i'll do it for you okay well i mean if you can do it painlessly that would be great yeah just a little slice right there you you won't feel it till after it's over yeah I, I can see it in the camera. That's the grossest thing ever. You have a piece of, that's a big chunk of glass, dude. How did they miss yeah. that? You need to sue I the doctor. I should. <laughs> I wonder if I could uh, get a new car out of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, can you put some more glass with this glass and uh, some, yeah. some metal and some electronics? Uh, Maybe I can get it taken out and uh, make a necklace out of it or something. Oh, <laughs> put it. Yeah. Put it on a keychain. You know, uh, just imagine if you ever get, uh, if you, you die and they, they cremate you and there's all this <laughs> dust and a chunk of glass, a little piece of glass in there. It's his soul. Oh, oh. there will be a little, if you know, when they cremate me, there'll be a little bit of metal because I got that titanium in my jaw. Oh, wow. Cool yeah, deal. Maybe, I mean, I could make, get that taken out and turn that into a, that can be the ring, the, the necklace that holds the ring, make it out of whatever. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, that's gross. That's gross. Not as gross as a toe getting caught in a chainsaw. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Two big toes. It's uh, so great. Flip floop. I think somebody in the chat room said flip floop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is from Sherry Kurtz. It's called Battering Bust. My 21 year old son was traveling with his intervarsity group to Kenya. Uh, where can you see tigers or lions only in Kenya? Um, old school, really? old school reference. There we go. Uh, for a month okay. of missions work, uh, he packed a suitcase and his old backpack and headed out, not knowing he had a batarang with a sharp blade on it in the very bottom of his backpack. That's kind of awesome. Actually. <laughs> how do you not know? How do you not know? Where, when, when are you keeping a battery? I'm just going to put it in this carry-on bag and forget about it. See the TSH agent finding that? Uh, oh. Sir, can you want to tell me? I'm Batman. Exactly. Shut up. He traveled from O'Hare Airport to JFK to Heathrow to Kenya with no one finding the weapon. 
What? I know that puts a lot of faith in the TSA, doesn't it? Oh man, several countries. Uh, not only, and uh, he was not so lucky on the return trip. So he got through Kenya, but upon entering Amsterdam, the security found the quote-unquote weapon. Oh, yeah. He was pulled in and questioned for quite some time, thoroughly searched, and finally let go. <laughs> Where do you keep you your keep utility it? belt, sir? <laughs> what are you doing with this here in our country? Uh, they confiscated the batarang, and finally he was free to leave. This is way too cool for you to have, sir. We must take it. Um, however... If he ever happens to fly through that country again, he will automatically be flagged and searched again. Why? <laughs> I like to think that Amsterdam has him on a special Batman list. <laughs> yes. Watch out yes. for that guy. He's a millionaire playboy who fights crime every evening. Thankfully, the missions trip went well and all's good. And my son was cleared to leave. But in Amsterdam, he's tagged as a possibly dangerous, possibly masked vigilante. <laughs> Sherry Kurtz. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Stay out of Amsterdam, buddy. You're you're in trouble over there. I believe it's pronounced Amsterdam. Oh, sorry. Uh, We're a clean show. I forgot. Rated E for everyone. Ten and up. Yeah. Yeah. Amsterdam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then have fun with the title of this next show a uh, story. Okay. This comes to us from Trevor, it's Pastor Perv. <laughs> Pastor Perv. His name is Perv, right? Is that uh, why you named it that? Because his name's Perv? I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. One of my most embarrassing moments in youth ministry was when I decided to go to a high school girls track meet to cheer on some youth that I had first met at a coffee shop. Being a youth pastor. See, that's one of the things I didn't like about being like in children's and, and youth ministry is they like expect you to show up to these events mm-hmm. and it's so awkward. Like I brought a, a kid um, lunch once at, at school because, you know, she won a, a thing at the school. Yeah. And so I brought her lunch and I was like, Hey, you want me to sit down and eat with you? Cause I brought my lunch too. And she's like, that's okay. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'll go eat my lunch in the car. <laughs> so, Didn't want to anyways. anyway. Yeah, here we go. Being a youth pastor on an impulse, I decided to share the gospel with them. A couple weeks later, I heard they were having a track meet, so I went to cheer them on because, you know, I wanted to show them that I was a real person. Now, my wife, who was then my girlfriend, was going to go with me, but she ended up having to study for a test that afternoon. So I went by myself, glad that I could be an encourager to these youth so there I was, waving hi to some of the youth I recognized, when all of a sudden, I was approached by one of the girl's parents. Oh, no. He started drilling me with questions. How old I was? Why was I there? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then it hit me how utterly inappropriate this was. <laughs> I knew none of these parents. To them, I was some creeper, some 23-year-old with a hidden agenda. Oh. To make matters worse, this parent was a cop. To make matters even worse, I had forgotten my license back at home. <laughs> this cop filed a police report no. and then called my pastor no. to verify the information and to complete his investigation. Oh, my goodness. Uh, needless to say, that day I got a crash course in healthy boundaries in youth ministry. Trevor. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of stuff you have to worry about when you're a youth or children's pastor. I, I mean, do we agree yeah. on this? Yeah. Yes. It, 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 there's a lot of stuff like, okay, for instance, I remember when I, when I was planning some games, we needed, we needed blindfolds. And so I, I started getting on Amazon. I got on Google and I started Googling blindfolds. And to my surprise, there were, no, there was nothing available out there. I, I know that you can tie a handkerchief around, but I wanted something that was made for that purpose. And then it hit I, me. There's no market for kids' handkerchief or, or, or uh, uh, what, what do I call them? Blindfolds. <laughs> There's only market. two types of people that would ever want them. One would be children's pastor. The other would be kidnappers. You know? <laughs> I did end up solving oh, my geez. problem, though. What I did is I got swimming goggles and took the plastic parts off, spray painted the outside black, 
and then put the, huh. the plastic parts back in. And uh, it was great. It worked. They worked perfectly. Brilliant. Yeah. And, See, and that's another thing about children's ministry and, and youth ministry. You have to be, you have to be ingen- ingenuitive. Yeah. Ingenuitive. Yeah. 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 I, and, and you also have to learn those lessons of, you know, boundaries, healthy boundaries. I always wondered what people were thinking, though, when I was buying stuff for children's ministry, because I'd be buying stuff for home <laughs> and for, for the kids. And uh, I mean, I've told this on the show years ago, but one time I was getting like normal stuff and then I, I needed wood chips. So I bought a big bag of wood chips, you know, like for a hamster's cage or whatever. And the guy behind yeah. the uh, uh, cash register had this amazing thick accent and he looks at me and he goes, so how many rabbits do you have? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what? Why? He says it again. How many rabbits do you have? And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, this (laughs) do I, do I explain to him that I'm buying it for an object lesson and go through the scriptures and tell him the whole thing? Or do I just say, I have four. <laughs> Except there will be one less tonight because he's going to be dinner. <laughs> we're going to eat him. So, all right. This one, uh, this one's our last one. It's called uh, Accidental Invitation. It's from Brock Lee. It goes like this. My name is Brock Lee. And I have Broccoli. Broccoli. <laughs> I'm sure he's oh, never no. heard that before. I'm sure he's not. I'm I- sorry, Brock. <laughs> That's like uh, when I was in Spain, I was looking at the kids' pictures on the wall, and there was this uh, Asian kid, and his name was Daniel Sun, S-U-N. And I'm like, does he even know Daniel oh. Sun? <laughs> you know, from Daniel Sun. Yeah, uh, poor guy. Anyway, kid. my name's Broccoli, and I have been a diehard fan of that story show for quite some time now. And let me tell you, it's pure <laughs> comedic joy. And gold, rather. You guys crack Thank me up you. every time. If I stumbled upon a genie with three wishes, you bet one of those wishes would be a good solid high five for each of you. You deserve it. There we go. Today, I have a hilarious story of my own to share with you guys. So picture me about eight months ago, tirelessly planning my daughter Bailey's seventh birthday bash with my wife. I was meticulously sending out the party invitations via email to her friend's parents, ensuring no one missed out on the celebration. How'd you get roped in at all? Don't you know this is something you should steer clear of? But, right. You're supposed to be camping that day. It's like having an opinion in your own wedding. It's like, men, just shut up. <laughs> shut up and give the woman whatever she wants. It's her special day. Just shut up. I love up. it. Anyway, as I meticulously selected the recipients, that sneaky autofill feature played a wicked trick on me. In a moment of optical illusion, I clicked on what I thought was our friend Jill's name, but instead I had clicked Jim. Jim was my boss. Oh, no. I never noticed. I didn't catch it. I had no clue that I had just invited my boss to one of his random employees' kids' birthdays. I guess the universe was conspiring against me that day. So the email went off to the digital abyss and life carried on. Fast forward. To the day of the party, the air was infused with laughter. The house was bursting with games and oh, the tantalizing aroma of cake wafted through every corner. Everything seemed perfect. And then there was a knock at the door. I swung it open only to find my boss, Jim, his lovely wife and their two kids, aged six and nine, standing there with gifts and smiles galore. My brain just wasn't working right. Oh, man. Why was my boss crashing my daughter's birthday shindig? The only thing that escaped my bewildered mouth was, uh, Jim? And the man Jim? just grinned mischievously as he, as if he had pulled off the ultimate prank. <laughs> Turned out Jim had received the accidental invitation, and being a good sport, he decided to join the party anyway. Talk about unexpected oh. guests. Uh, I was fired immediately, Presence, of course. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Yeah. By the way, uh, you can pack up your stuff. Actually, these aren't gifts. This is your stuff. (laughs) This is your crap. Keep it. (laughs) At our subsequent (laughs) team meeting, Jim couldn't resist retelling the regaling the whole staff with the side-splitting saga. The laughter echoed through the office (laughs) as he recounted his decision to take the unexpected invitation and join in the festivities. Man, he got his kids dressed. He brought his wife. (laughs) He did the whole thing. Got his wife to go. Man. 
Uh, anyway, he either he, got fired or got a got a raise. One or the other. A friend for life. Needless to yes. say, every eye in the room was locked onto me as they relished in the absurdity of my blunder. But hey, I laughed along too because that's what's what's life without a little comedy at your express. Broccoli messed yes. up. Broccoli made a mistake. <laughs> Go ahead and rub it in. My name's Broccoli. Yeah. So, <laughs> so James and John, that's the unforgettable story of how I accidentally roped my boss into attending my daughter's seventh birthday extravaganza. I hope it tickled your funny bone as much as it did mine. Keep up the fantastic work on the show. I hope this makes it on the show. Yes. Uh, give me some of that classic bell ring, Broccoli. Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. That is so awesome. First of all, to have a boss that cool, yeah, who like or was like, that you know what? He probably didn't mean to give this to me, but I'm showing up anyway with my children and my wife. Yeah, or he was desperate. You know, there's always or, that yeah. character in the show that the boss wants to be cool and liked by everyone, and yeah, and he always tries to get invited to drinks after the, after work, and nobody wants him there. Nobody does. Yeah, maybe that nobody. was it. He like knew it was a he's mistake, like, but he's like, dude, I, finally, finally. I'm bringing everybody, bringing my kids, the whole family, so they can see that I'm human too. Yeah. <laughs> see that I have you a know, lovely wife. Yeah, and kids, and they'll get presents. That the name Brock. I, I know. I knew a kid named Brock. Yeah. Um, actually, I know a kid, there's a kid at school here named Brock. And every time I see that name Brock, I think that is what the chickens call you. Oh, and they're out in the yard. Brock, 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 Brock. I wonder if they ever get frustrated being around chickens. They <laughs> keep turning Brock, around. Brock, what? Brock. What? What? I'm calling my name unless you're going to give me something. Uh, Jerk chickens. Chickens are dumb. <laughs> chickens are, chickens really are dumb. dumb. They are so stupid. I miss my chickens, though. Oh, sorry about that. I forgot about that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to mention some Patreon people. Uh, You can support us on Patreon uh, for ad-free listening swag and weekly bonus content. We're about to record some here in a minute. Uh, I want to thank the patrons. It's quite a list uh, that came on while we were gone. Ray Ray, Jen Jen, Stephen Butler, Liam, Robert Falding, Christine Diedrich, Michael Chink Mars, Vanessa, First Generation Farmer, Kale Lawrenson, Nate St. Clair, and Alan Farber. And uh, we appreciate that. If you want to go and support this show, uh, you can do so at uh, uh, patreon.com slash that story show. Okay, now it's time for us to award one amazing storyteller uh, in our weekly story contest. Somebody's going to win $50. Let's find out who. All right, John. So, what do you think? Uh, Surrey Serration was pretty funny, though it grossed you out. Um, yeah. Misunderstood marriage was funny. Uh, yeah, Grumpa and uh, Grumpa. The Perv <laughs> story alerted Pastor Perv, and I'll they were all good. The I one mean, I, I laughed at the most was the Sister Smooch, though. <laughs> Shameful Smooch yeah. by Montag. So, that, is what, uh, that one gets I, my vote. I, I, I'm right there with you. I think, I mean, I, I like the last story um, with the accidental invitation, but uh, almost kissing your sister, that, um, that seems to be right up at the top there. Awesome. 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 Well, there you go. Montag, hit us up, uh, James at NLCast.com, and we will get out your $50 prize time for us to get out of here though thank you so much surely you have a story and you'd like to hear it on the show submit your story entry at that story show uh, dot com review the show on itunes because it helps and thanks to our patrons for your support with special thanks to our producers james spangler carrie wright and christopher tynan and remember when something weird annoying embarrassing or painful happens to you don't get stressed don't get depressed just think hey this belongs on that story show We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, chat room. Yeah, I stuttered a bit there because thatstoryshow.com is the website, but I also have thatstory.show. Right. And that's the one I want to promote because that's the coolest. But I often worry, will will people know it's a URL? You know? So. Huh. Anyway, we're glad to be back. 
it's uh we're ready to get back into this on a weekly basis yes sir just in time for school to start up we're gonna have guest hosts that are gonna come on the show real comedians stand-up comedians um we're gonna do more interactive stories uh it's gonna be great i am looking forward to it james i'm excited yeah look for it in august we've got people already booked all gone in august yeah just around the corner right around the corner and my birthday's on the 8th so uh i want a vw beetle delivered to my house pronto thank you this show is part of the nobody's listening podcast community get more at nlcast.com everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.